Good morning and welcome to BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor on Wednesday the uh, 21st of September and I'm back and I'm with Paul. Paul, how are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? Uh, slightly annoyed cycling home yesterday. My front fork snapped. Um, so I've had to come in on my son's bike this morning. Bloody awful bike. I may <laughs> have to may have to buy a new bike, Paul, but I've had that one for 45 years. Um, and I love it. It gets me to work every day. Anyway, uh, well, it's got a good use day. out of it then. <laughs> oh, I've had very good use out of it. It's a bit like Trigger's broom, though. Everything's been replaced. <laughs> uh, not an easy morning this morning either. Obviously, Putin has uh, decided to mobilize his reserve armed forces, uh, bringing reservists into the war and also threatening nuclear weapons. Um, he really is a pain in the neck, isn't he? Um, but there you go. Let's turn to mining. And ah, what do you want to start off with, Paul? Well, let's start off with uh, Serato Gold, Shanghai Mining Club member uh, with uh, projects uh, uh, production in Argentina by the Development Gold Project at uh, in Brazil. Latest infill drilling results on the Serra Alta project uh, showing very thick uh, uh, continuity of very good grade open pitable material. Uh, examples of drilling results including uh, 20 meters at 3.8 grams, 53 meters at 1.6 grams, 70 meters at 2 grams, and on and on. Uh, so this uh, particular pit mineralization is just proving up uh, very to be uh, very uh, nice, thick, and continuous for what uh, ought to be very economical and uh, high margin sorts of uh, production for them. So. Uh, all that uh, good news uh, for uh, Serato as they complete work on completing this program. It, it takes them a little while yet, and the feasibility study will take some time, probably um, yet another six months or so. Yeah, there's not much news out in the in the UK. Most of it's overseas, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> might want to mention uh, Farfinch, which is ASX listed and mining gold in Mali. I think they've just refinanced stuff. Yes, they have two separate releases out from Firefinch uh, here. Big refinance uh, program uh, uh, underway for them uh, as part of the uh, uh, proposal or idea to uh, put a, a sounder financial footing underneath uh, um, the Marilla operation as they attempt to uh, uh, do some expansion work on the Marilla mine itself. Uh, the two separate releases, one about the, um, the development of the um, uh, uh, financing uh, uh, deal, which included a big uh, proportion of a um, uh, mining contractor converting their um, uh, owed uh, fees and debts uh, over to equity to um, um, Firefinch, but uh, also a capital raise and a shareholder rights uh, uh, raise as well. Uh, toward all toward something in the order of ninety million dollars that they're trying to put together, all to, all told. And they've also set in a separate release a uh, target for over the next 18 months to be producing about uh, uh, 30,000 ounces uh, quarterly uh, over the next uh, several quarters, but they'd like to get that in a sustainable basis even higher than that uh, out there toward uh, 2024, 2025 or so. Another one that just caught my eye a little bit, Paul, um, on the ASX, 
is uh, pan-Asian metals because uh, mining in Thailand has always been, you know, very difficult and disputed. And it's just bloody tough. Uh, but this is a lithium explorer and it's, they're looking also in the mica, aren't they? Which um, obviously is of interest to us down in Cornwall. There's potentially a lot of mica in the English-China clays. Uh, what, what, what's the news there? Yes, uh, Pan-Asia Metals ASX listed. They have a deposit uh, called Runkiet, uh, which is a historic uh, tin uh, uh, prospect that uh, where the tin is located in uh, lithium spodumene uh, pegmatites. It's a, uh, a stringer or nested set of uh, veins which run through Runkiet. It's relatively small here at this point, uh, but uh, uh, with continued drilling uh, on Runkiet, which will take place for some time yet, uh, that looks uh, pretty good. The new license that they picked up is about eight kilometers uh, from Runkiet, and its uh, style of lithium mineralization is the lapidolite mica. Uh, rather than uh, the um, spodumene uh, veins uh, style. And the surprise for them that they announced is that the perspective zone seems to be a good twice as big as they had initially thought when they taken a closer look at it now that they have the license secured. So it gives them a lot of uh, confidence that they should be able to add significantly to the overall total resources in the combined licenses uh, as they get the drilling done. Well, as I say, Thailand, notoriously difficult, though, for mining. Um, I thought finally, Paul, I might just give you a quick view. I've been talking to a lot of people about vanadium prices, if you agree with me. Uh, this is unrehearsed. Um, the problem at the moment with vanadium price, as far as I can see, is that um, clearly at the moment, virtually all the vanadium is used for the steel industry, and the steel industry is, is with the global economic sort of crisis going backwards. Um, we all obviously hope it'll go into vanadium flow batteries, but, you know, the demand there for the electrolyte really isn't going to pick up for a couple of years. And um, what I'm noticing is that more and more and more uh, fly ash is being used uh, as to, to extract vanadium from that. And in particular, the oil companies, we saw Shell and Aramco announce a huge joint venture to take uh, vanadium out of the, the old catalysts. Um, but also certain countries which have heavy oil, the vanadium is, is, is very high content in it. And it appears to me that um, we could be slipping back down from sort of the current $7.20 back towards sort of $3 range short term for uh, vanadium. And, and that is going to really cause problems for the listed vanadium companies, because frankly, at $3, they just they can't. They struggle to survive. What do you think of that theory, Paul? Whether or not the, it's a question of whether or not the price actually gets down to three dollars, I think, uh, and uh, that's a, a speculative number. I think just based on how uh, severely the steel um, industry contracts here at this point, uh, which uh, creates excess inventory on a shorter-term basis into the market. Um, from the battery uh, outlook standpoint, we do need a lower. Uh, overall uh, vanadium price as a, a sustainable or predictable sort of a range of vanadium in order to make the electrolyte that much more appealing uh, for that uh, technology to, for fixed uh, battery installations at utility scale. And uh, I think uh, anything in that regard which increases the volume of vanadium that's available, whereas making this actual price on a longer term basis more sustainable is a, a good thing. But uh, as you say, $3 would be horrible uh, if it got that severe, but uh, I suspect it won't quite make it that uh, poorly. Uh, my view is purely speculative, but also as a chicken and egg, the vanadium producers actually need the 
vanadium flow battery industry to be successful or else frankly you know their their market isn't big enough and it's a chicken and egg for the vanadium flow battery industry to be successful they need a lower vanadium price uh, and so actually the two sides really need to get together and, and coordinate it and find a way that they can all benefit but and there Sorry. are other commodity minerals which uh, have the same issue a graphite being one scandium is another one they all have that same issue where the um, the uh, volume of current material material is relatively uh, tight and um, uh, not very uh, uh, liquid whereas if there was a lot more material out there at predicted cost a lot more of it would be used yeah well i'd say in vanadium i think it's the oil companies uh with you know cleaning up it's, it's nice and green it's esg and the oil they clean it up and, and take out the vanadium that are going to become the the swing suppliers of vanadium and why the price I mean, to them, it's it's a waste, so they can price it at anything, and it's a benefit. Uh, and that's why I think I should be quite cautious on the Canadian price short term. It's a short term view as well; it can then bounce back up again. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, we've probably spoken for far too long. I apologise if that was boring to anybody. Uh, and we'll speak again tomorrow. Very good. See you then.